Hello, Instagram TV, or if you're listening to this on a podcast, welcome to the Leathercraft Masterclass. Um, the last Instagram TV video I did was quite well received, I thought. Um, I got a lot of people contacting me saying that some of the stuff that I was saying kind of really hit home for them. So I thought these videos are actually quite easy to do. It's the end of the day. I'm literally watching edge paint dry. Uh, I'm done. It's 10 o'clock at night. And I thought, why not just stick the camera on and, and talk about some stuff. Uh, some things that's on my mind, some thoughts I've had that might be interesting to you. I don't know. Um, but what I can do is rip the audio from this and upload it as a podcast. So uh, let's give that a go. <laughs> So I'm going to crack a beer. You'll indulge me. You'll indulge me. Owens ends up being the five-inch engineer's square that uh, opens the beer bottles. Anyway, if you're watching this on, uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast, probably sounds like one of those ASMR videos. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to talk to you about today is something somebody the overheard it wasn't directed at me i overheard and it was nothing to do with leathercraft somebody say to somebody else this sentence well if let me get this right what did he say exactly if you'd have been doing this for 25 years like i have you'd understand and I just thought about that for a while. If you've been doing this for 25 years, as long as I have, you'd understand. I thought, first of all, what a cop-out answer for somebody asking someone with a bit more experience on something. If you're wondering, it was, it was a hardware store and it was a, a customer asking someone a question for which that person obviously didn't know the answer. Um, so they just threw in some kind of longevity trump card you know um but it, it it got me thinking about when i was a carpenter apprentice when i was young in my late teens i worked in a large workshop um specializing in door frames doors themselves um cabinets a lot of different kind of woodwork unfinished stuff basically and there was quite a few old timers working in there. It was a brilliant workshop, so much knowledge. But there was three particular characters that I remember in the workshop. And I thought, I'm going to describe these three guys for you because they all had one thing in common. They all had over 40 years experience in the trade. I mean, they left school and went straight into the trade, into woodwork, into carpentry. But they, their approach, their mindset was all completely different. And I'm not trying to, you know, squash the idea that people who have a lot of experience in something aren't going to be very good or aren't talented. Of course they are. I mean, the longer you do something for, 
the more potential you have for being good at it, the more potential you have for being masterful at that, whether it's leathercraft, woodwork, building computers, it really doesn't matter. But these three characters, and I'll describe them for you. The first guy was a carpenter, uh, obviously, they all are. Um, but he, I think he spent most of his career doing what we call in the UK price work. Um, I don't know the words for it around the rest of the world, but basically you're paid for your production. So if you produce a lot of things, you get paid more. And I think a lot of his career um, involved that. So naturally he was very fast at producing whatever he was producing that day. Way faster than anybody else in the <laughs> workshop. You know, a lot faster. But his level of finish, his level of carpentry, wasn't really any better than, say, an apprentice with two to three years in the trade. So what he had mastered wasn't necessarily the craft, wasn't necessarily woodwork, skill, finish, finesse, uh, accuracy, and fit. What he had mastered was speed of how to organize everything so he could produce the most out of anybody. So he would do the most doors, he would do the most frames, he would um, build the most cupboards, way more than anyone else. So he had mastered the ability to get things done faster. So he had reached a point where he didn't need to get any better at the craft. He didn't need to improve his skill. Um, he automatically just focused on speed. That was his thing. Um, the next guy was an interesting character. Now, this guy also had 40 plus years experience in the trade. The difference with this guy is he had, I guess, put using <laughs> using a polite way of saying, polite way of saying it, he's mastered efficiency. Okay, you could also say laziness because this guy was always, always the late to work every single day. He was always the first to go on a break. Always the last back from a break. And he had cleared up and was ready to go with his bag, jacket, everything, 15 minutes before he, we were all due to leave. Like you could, you could set your clock to him, he'd start packing up half an hour early. This guy also didn't have a level of finish, fit and finish on his work any more than your average apprentice with two or three years experience. But his production was absolute bare minimum. So he would not produce any more than was expected of him to any higher standard than was expected of him. So what he'd done is he'd found a way of doing the least and expending the less the least energy in order to do what he needed to do to get his paycheck and leave and that was that was his thing he didn't want to be the fastest because it's a waste of energy you get paid the same he didn't want to be the best um, because it's a waste of energy and he didn't take any pride in his work at all now, the last guy, the third craftsman, again, also 40 plus years of experience, as many of them did in that workshop. Um, he was my mentor. So I apprenticed for him uh, for about 
almost three years, I think. His name was John. I don't know him anymore. We didn't really stay in contact afterwards, but I was lucky to be put with John. John was the kind of guy who took pride in his work. Now, he would subscribe to woodworking magazines. Like, he would talk about woodwork. Um, I went to his house a few times. He had a double garage, and it was just full of the latest equipment, tools, and machines, and everything. And he always had a new project on the go. Every time I ever went to his house, there was a new project. And it was usually really fine woodwork as well. Amazing guy, amazing mentor. Uh, I'm really privileged to have met him. I'm very grateful that he was he was in my life um, because I think he molded me a lot more than I understood at the time. But he was the kind of guy that if you came out with an idea, like I'm just, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, I'd come out with an idea that I thought was better. He wouldn't have the ego to say no. He would think about it and go, that's a really good idea. Let's try that. And sometimes we'd do it and it wouldn't work out. And he knew it wouldn't work out, but he wanted me to see that it wouldn't work out. He was interested in me learning. That was the thing. He was interested in letting me fail to find things out. He wouldn't do all that. He wouldn't do that all the time. But it was, <laughs> it was really interesting the way he would do it. But, you know, if I came out with an idea and he thought it was good or better than what he was going to do, he would, we would run with that. And he would have no problem saying, actually, that's a really good idea. That's a better idea. We'll do that. Um, no ego on that guy. And he was always curious. He was always interested in trying something different, trying something new. So essentially, John was open-minded. He kind of he was always curious to know the way I was thinking about things or what I thought about something. And I guess he found a way to continuously grow all the time. And his finish and fit on everything that would go out of the workshop was always the best. And it pissed off so many of them all the time because clients would call up the workshop and specifically ask for John. So they'd say, we need this order and we want John to do it. And if John was on holiday or John was, you know, he had too many other things that he was doing for someone else uh, and he couldn't do it, the client just wouldn't order. It was to that level. And it would just annoy so many of them. Um, but sometimes when he wasn't there, I would be put with a different craftsman, okay? So, if, for whatever reason, he was working on a different day to me. He was on holiday, he had a day off. Whatever the reason, um, if I was put with someone else, my curious mind, which he was kind of incubating, if you will, um, and encouraging all the time, my curious mind would ask questions to other craftsmen. Um, either the guy who was really fast or the guy who was really lazy, but just very efficient with his time and energy. And I would say, you know, why are you doing that that way? Um, wouldn't you sand that first? Or, you know, wouldn't you finish that by hand? Wouldn't it look better if you did it that way? 
because I was genuinely wanting to know. I thought, okay, then maybe they know something different. There's something I can learn from these guys. And usually you would see in their face they would get pissed off because they'd been challenged. And they don't want to be challenged by an 18-year-old. They've been doing this for 40 years, for God's sake. So that you would see it in their eyes. They would stop and think about it. And they'd frown because they'd suddenly realize that's probably a better way of doing it. But they can't back down to an apprentice and say, actually, yeah, that's a better way of doing things because I learned it from John. So they would always come out with the same tired expression. If you'd been doing this for 40 years, you'd understand. Or trust me, when you've been doing this for as long as I have, you'll know. And it was, it was, it's, that's not an answer. That's not a good answer, is it? Because although obviously they've learned new things along the way, just through sheer volume of time, just because time is passing doesn't mean you're growing mentally. Doesn't mean your brain is being challenged to learn new things all the time. Because when you're an apprentice, when you're starting out, in your first few years, leathercraft, woodwork, or anything else, you tend to be interested and you have the beginner's mind. You, you're curious. So your mind is like a net, like a fishing net that's being cast wide. And as it's going through the water, it's catching everything and pulling it in. It's absorbing information. But somewhere along the line, that net starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and it's catching less and less and less and less even though the trawler is moving forward through the sea time is going by that net is getting smaller the ability to absorb information and learn new things is starting to get smaller and it's not because our you know we we lose the ability to learn new things over time but the more we learn sometimes we forget to challenge ourselves and we stop, we lose that curiosity. Do you know what I mean? A beginner has that curiosity. So the key really is, is how can we maintain the curiosity to keep learning new things all the time? And I, the way I look at it is I constantly try and challenge myself. I constantly try and take myself out of my comfort zone, do something I'm not sure about and see how it goes rather than go, mm, you know, that's that's really technical, I don't know if I could do that, um, and then just do it anyway. And you always learn something, but sometimes it takes, it takes guts to, to do an, a large project that you know might not go exactly to plan. And, you know, I've seen it with students, I've seen it with members on the forum taking on big projects, but knowing that they could fail, knowing that they could mess up, knowing that by the end of it, there would be several things that they would have changed. And I think that puts a lot of people off. It's like a fear. But the key is just to stay curious all the time. Do you ever see a, a toddler at a petting zoo? Take a toddler to a petting zoo or a farm and they just have that look of wonderment. You know, they you take them over to the uh, to the goat pen or something like that and they just you know, they're scared, they're excited, they, you know, this is amazing, it's, it's unbelievable. 
and it's that that curiosity and then all of a sudden they want to feed the goats and all that kind of thing and it's they're so excited and it's a new thing and it's new stimulation that is essentially what you're looking for even as a grown adult even if you've been doing this craft for years it's staying open-minded and having that beginner's mindset so that you can stay interested all the time and learn new things so just because you've been doing something the same way for many, 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 many years doesn't necessarily make you that good. You know, if that were true, then old people will be the best drivers, you know. Um, uh, they might be great drivers, but they, they, they stop learning, a, you know, a year or two in their driving, and then it just becomes a repetition of a series of movements. Um, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean they're the best, the old people are the best drivers in the world just because they've been doing it longer. So my challenge to you is to maintain the beginner's mindset, to stay curious so that you're constantly growing all the time. So that when you look back at your work a year ago, it's almost embarrassing. Well, not embarrassing, but you're looking at it go, mm, I could do a lot better now. Go back two years, I could do much better now. If you look back at your work a year or two ago and it's about the same as what it is now and you haven't really learned anything, you haven't really elevated, you've just been doing the same thing over and over again, likely you'll just be able to do that task quicker or more efficiently, but not necessarily better. And that's the key to staying interested is learning new things, pushing yourself and opening up your comfort zone essentially. So my challenge to you is to stay curious, but also try something different. Think about what you do normally and think about a part of leatherwork, perhaps, that you've been interested in, but you've never tried. And just try it. Even a small project. If you're into European leatherwork, try Western style leatherwork. Try some tooling. If you're into Western style leatherwork, you know, try using chrome tan leathers and uh, with a European flair. Just something different to what you're used to. And it just expands your mind and gives you a new area to be interested in. And it keeps you going and it keeps that beginner's mindset going. And that is what gets you further towards mastery than anything else, not length of time. So the next time someone says to you, if you've been doing this for as long as I have, you'd understand. That ain't a beginner's mindset, I'm afraid. Thanks for listening.